0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Coffee Combos with me, Claire, and Adrian. I'm recording a separate intro because we actually forgot to record an intro, we just dove straight in. We ended up talking about a bit and bobs of what's been going on, so this episode is just a tad chaotic, so hope you... At least feel cathartic listening if you are also a POC person or woman, or maybe you find it useful. Whatever floats your boat. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for listening. Oh, this is what I. This is what we kind of wanted to. I meant to talk about last time, but then I just got so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with everything that's going on. Um, but so I have. Very well-meaning white friends who reached out
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, in light of the Atlanta shootings. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated it. And I was a little... I don't know why I was surprised, but I think it's been a few months. I think in retrospect, it's because we're not allowed... We were never allowed to... I can. I think I can hear. Can you hear? Yeah. She's like, dog.
1: Yeah. She's oh. so. She's so noisy. She started sleeping in my room at night, but then yeah. like she'll get up in the middle of the night and stand by my door because she wants to go out of my room. Oh, so yeah. like, so it wakes me up. So like, yeah. so last night she was sleeping in my room, and then she yeah. went to the door to go out, and I was like, "Thank God, finally get rid of her." So I opened the door to let her out. And yeah. then I closed the door, and yeah. then I heard her walk back and stand in front of my door again. Oh. <laughs> like, <sighs> <sighs> and I was like, okay. So I let her back into my room. It was just like,
0: <laughs> wait, why? Why did she just do a do a one hundred and eighty like that? Why? Why couldn't she just stay in your room? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I think she like wasn't like. She was in my room and she was like, yeah. okay, I know how this is, whatever. I wanna go out and look around. And then, but then as soon as I closed my door, she's like, oh no, the door is closed. Now I wanna go in. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, you the know? metaphor of life.
1: Yeah, it's like as soon as it was no longer an option. And like, she'll like press her head against the door. Oh. Right? So it's like, <gasps> 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 <gasps>
0: <gasps> like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll let you in. <laughs> yeah, thanks for um, accentuating with sounds. Yeah. for the podcast.
1: Yeah, for the podcast. <laughs> this is what my dog
0: so pushing <laughs> head against the
1: door sounds like. Boom, 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 boom. And then like the <inaudible> click clicking of her little heels like click 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 <laughs> and then slowly getting closer click
0: click 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 click. Boom, <weddum Conservatives> <Ooh. mumbles> yeah, um have you considered maybe maybe uh you should do some oh my god maybe you should try some voice acting for yeah,
1: <laughs> that sound effect all the other another noise she always makes is she'll be when she's laying in my room at night she'll like she licks her lips but it just it goes on for forever like i almost recorded it the other day just because i was like i can't believe how long this is going on for i thought she was gonna stop but it was just like two minutes of her going like oh
0: why <laughs> was she hungry or like why I don't know.
1: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> anyway, sorry we got so off topic.
0: <laughs> no, this was the, it was the perfect... Um, <laughs> <segue>? <laughs> uh Yeah, but it's not really a segue. Anyways, no. I'm just going to dive into it. Right, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> While meeting white friends who reached out, um, why is it surprising? It's surprising <laughs> because we were never given societal permission to be like, oh, shit, that's racist. That's racism against us there was never mm-hmm. enough language and mm-hmm. you know there are loads and loads of factors. we were never allowed to feel like the victim mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i've only just become relatively more comfortable and being like this this is racist this is racist so but mm-hmm. i kind of realized i've been slowly more grad- this is really sad actually because i consider myself to be a very independent person but i've been very increasingly terrified of Mm -hmm. interacting with new white people so Mm -hmm. i'll get into that in a minute but when they messaged me Mm -hmm. i simultaneously was relieved grateful annoyed sad and Mm -hmm. um frankly depressed because it's like (laughs) oh it's so bad that these white friends are acknowledging how shit it is and finally reaching out to me. And I'm not blaming them or anything. They didn't have to do that, but maybe they should have. I don't know. It's not my call. Mm. And they were like, you're... Yeah, you're sad. I know you're sad. It's like, well, obviously (laughs) I'm sad, but how do you know I'm sad? Where are you getting these texts from? And then,
1: Mm.
0: you know, had a conversation with with one and it was really bizarre, I think, for both of us because, Mm again, I... Of course, I feel all the feels. It's fucking horrible. What's going on? Oh, there's a swear warning. I'll add that in the beginning when I edit this. <laughs> um, obviously, this is so chaotic today. I know. I well, but you know it's what? Okay. That's what's it going on our in our cards yeah, yeah, literally, mind like everything. It's just insanity. Mm. Like it, mm-hmm. does, nothing makes sense, and I can't even. There's no. Asian protests here I always have to Mm -hmm. drive out to London and whatnot and you know we can't Mm -hmm. participate in this protest so um and you know it was bizarre for both of us and I wanted her to just let me talk but at the same time I felt oh am I allowed to can I what if I find her but she's still a friend I don't know I don't know I don't, it was like mm. I don't know what to say and I felt like she was kind of asking me for she wasn't just only up I felt like they were all asking me for advice and mm. I'm not again I don't think it's their fault or our fault it's society's fault it's like the systemic oppression mm-hmm, um so it's mm-hmm. like I, I want I was like I want you to commit to helping this because it's white allies that really need to propel this forward i want you to continue reading books i want you to be more mm-hmm. vocal and i want to believe that you'll do this but i kind of feel like you won't and i'm worried about our friendship and you know it was a whole cool thing i don't have the solution i don't want to give you the solution it's not my it was like multiple emotions felt at once while me at the you know at the same time whenever there's like a white um Delivery deliverer, U, UPS guy, delivery person, <laughs> delivery person. Oh my god! You know, delivery person. Um, you know, there's always that tiny risk they, you know, at 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 worst they'll be full on racist. At a minimum risk they'll deliver microaggression, but ultimately that ruin that ruins my day. That mm. makes me so depressed especially now. I'm driving like literally an hour out of sorry, 45 minutes out of our way tomorrow to go to a Asian salon that I've never been to before because I just cannot risk the potential racism because it's so hard to me. I've just become so weakened. I just make Peter interact. Not because I can't speak English or I'm scared. Oh, well, I am scared. Mm. But I, just, I just don't want to deal with it. I'm so heartbroken. I'm so sensitive and no one I work with understands what's going on in the world. And I'm sorry. I'm talking so much today. I'm so sorry, but yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's, that's how I feel. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I have, I have a few comments. Uh, well, there were a few things that I wanted to say earlier that I forgot to say that I remembered. So oh, okay, great. Just picking up on the chaotic, going all over the place nature of this episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So one of the things that i wanted to say earlier that i forgot to say was we were talking about like the whole idea of like white person consumes one one piece of ethnic media and then they think they're an expert yeah. i think this also really ties into a lot of hollywood um plots as well like for example last samurai and uh, also like yeah. fast and furious tokyo drift you know yeah. like there's a lot of things where it's like white hero goes to like a foreign location and then they learn whatever special skill that they have at that place and then they become an expert so i think that this type of mindset or type of idea is also heavily uh reinforced by hollywood ideas and hollywood plots so i think that could also be another factor of where that type of confidence and that type of like Assumption mm. that narrative comes from. Yeah. So that was one thing I wanted to say earlier that I forgot yeah. about. then um, I also want to say, because you were talking about having the vocabulary to talk about these things. Mm. And then I was thinking recently, I was talking to a friend, and they, I don't know, we were talking about like um just basically having the vocabulary to talk about these things. Yeah. And I was thinking about how a lot of times I'll feel something in my gut, like I'll feel like, oh, I'm upset about something or I'm angry about something, Ooh, but yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. You know, and it really helps to be able to have the language to talk about these things because, like, I'll talk to someone else who's like, you know, Asian or something. Or, yeah. And like, you know, they'll say, like, oh, well, you know, like, like I'll be upset about something, but I'm like, I don't know why I'm upset. And then they'll be like, oh, well, you know, like if they say this type of thing, like actually, you know, could be that they're insinuating that this, this, this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's true. Mm -hmm. So there's like, there's sometimes where like, I mean, not that my gut is always right, obviously. Like, sometimes you just have, like, emotional reactions to things yeah. that are not founded on anything. But mm-hmm. I think regardless, yeah, yeah, yeah. just being able to think about what kind of language is associated with those feelings really helps you talk about it and really helps you figure out whether it's right or not, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, yeah. if you don't have any language to put to it, like, you can't, you can't refute it, you know? Like, you can't argue with a feeling. But you can argue with the words and you can, like, debate your feeling with words. So I do think that having language is really important. Um And then the last thing I wanted to say is I do think it is really hard because, like, you know, like, when we, like, try to protect ourselves and go into mm-hmm. that shell, it does make things harder. Right. Yeah. Because then also those people they don't have as many interactions with people who are different than them. And so then they might also become like less empathetic or, you know, less understanding. So I think it's like it is hard to think that the onus has to be on us, you know? Yeah. Or but then at the same time, it is like a risk either way, you know? And Uh, like not only does it hurt us, but I think it, you know, like it is, of course, better to communicate with people and better to, like, you know, have increased interaction so that we can understand them better and they can understand us better, you know, because maybe it could have been a lovely experience that you missed. Because it's hard to know sometimes. And then, like, so that fear is kind of, like, it's... It's I don't know, it's sad that it does become yeah. like that and it is detrimental and I don't really have a solution. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there is no solution. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I did, you're right. Like, oh my God, I can't even imagine my parents like navigating through all the racism without like all of this language. That's just crazy. But yeah, mm. like I think the way you described it is so dead on because, you know, even when I first got here, I was walking around and noticing like white people kind of not treating me in like a certain way, but then they would hear me talk and be more intrigued and marginally friendlier. Mm. So I'm not saying all people here are like that. Of course, I'm not saying that. But, you know, that, that was something I was keenly aware of. And now like with, you know, even Bojo being racist to (laughs) <laughs> to china like how, mm. so okay like that. just like thanks trump um but you know <laughs> since that i'm like i i don't want to risk myself like mm-hmm. i just don't want to risk it i'd rather hide behind uh my white shield right now which mm. means you're just throwing Peter in front of everything. <laughs> and he's not very extroverted, so he's probably like, oh no. And like, you know, he he wants to like trust people that they're fine, but you know, I even told talked to my in-laws about it cuz like I I can't deal with this right now. And it's so mm. sad that we've come to this, but I I'm sorry, like I'm going to protect my mental health. Like it mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the onus is not on us right now. We've finally been given some tacit permission and like the language to we're going to process this however we can and take care of it i mean it is aapi slash apahm slash mental health month so you know don't Mm -hmm. stop me don't stop us but (laughs) i think i would really like to see more committed white people Mm -hmm. because those and i'm saying that because they are the ones in privileged positions like please don't don't just choose like one tokenistic book, like you know, continue to expand, and like don't stop listening, you
1: know, like a lot of people are like, "Oh, so I have to read these books, I have to educate myself, I have to do a lot of research, and it's like yeah it is it is good, of course, to watch movies and to like read books and yeah, and stuff like that, but I think even if you don't do research, just the bare minimum of having empathy for people. Right. And trying to like, just be sympathetic, empathetic, try to think about their perspective. If you hear something that you think, like, doesn't sound nice, try to call it out. You know, like, I think those types of things are not actually that hard. You know, as long as you're like, you think about it, and you're aware of it, like, it is something that you do have to think about all the time but I don't think it's necessarily something that you have to read like 20 books and be like <laughs> super educated and yeah. about, you know, like, I mean like I don't know, like I try to keep updated on everything, but, you know, it is hard during this time to, like, you know, do a lot of extra reading and do a lot of like extra Mm. stuff. Then I think people kind of use that as an excuse of like, oh, well, I don't want to do this reading or or like, oh, I can't be a good ally unless I do this reading or something. And they kind of put up this barrier that, you know, Mm. is like makes it more difficult. And it's like, well, okay, like, yeah, it is great if you do those things. And like people that do put in the time, like that's incredible. It's amazing, you know? But you know, at the bare minimum, just try to like be empathetic to people. Try to think yeah. about their position. Yeah. You know, just don't assume things, and you know, try to like be more open minded, and you know, call out people that are saying things that are
0: yeah, exactly. Racist, call out. You know? Yeah, I think that's so important. <laughs> and I think what is dangerous for being a East Asian. Ally is mm. that because race is seen in black and white literal terms. I'm not, of of course, you know that's a part of racism as well. Is that we encounter more of these microaggressions? That mm. I mean, like white supremacy has like dictated, like oh no, East yeah. Asians don't get a lot of shit. They just get called Sania and that's it. It's like no, that's mm-hmm. actually horrible. So mm-hmm. you know, people being more vocal about call, calling things out. And another thing I wanted to, I wasn't sure if I should bring it up or not, but this actually immensely bothered me. And I think Mm -hmm. this is something that white people need to buck out of actually. So this is POC on POC racism. Um, Mm -hmm. I was talking to one of my, he was like, I really want to watch black Messiah, but I heard that black Americans are killing Asians in the U S. So I don't want to support it. And my brain was like, Like, like alarm bells. Like, I was, I got so stressed out. I got, and I was like, "Okay, okay, okay." So first off, this has been, okay, like literally, white people need to cannot comment on POC and POC racism. Like, and I, I've seen white people comment on these things. I'm like, "No, dude, get out." Um, <laughs> I think what people what i'm seeing is like like asian americans british asians commenting on asian issues which i don't think Mm. is necessary and we don't live in asia we can't it's not fair for us to critique those places and asian asians critiquing asian American, asian british issues which i don't think is necessarily fair either but Mm. it's shown that only five of these crimes have been committed by yeah black americans but to be honest, like, just because you're black, white, Latinx or Asian, you can still be a horrible person. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. We are not a monolith. And mm-hmm. I think what we need to emphasize here is, it, this is really about systemic racism and issues with the US government, you know, issues with like politics and bureaucracy and state taxes that just is just so deep in the police. Um, So just because like, a crime is committed by a POC person, you as a POC person should not be like, oh my God, black people. And you as an Asian mm. person shouldn't be like, oh, in the US, all oh, ex people like this. No, you can not see that. And it made me so worried. Like, is this what the news is portraying outside of the US? Are you, are you serious? Is mm. this another, and that's another layer of racism. Like they see mm. racism as black and white. It doesn't involve us, but, it's just so intricate intricately it really pissed me off and then i immediately felt stressed and felt like we had to do an episode on it. it's like oh my god it's just too much i'm trying to process yeah. it. it's too much so yeah. i think
1: one thing that really pisses me off about that type of attitude is like i mean one they're trying to like absolve themselves of like any responsibility yeah like, oh it was black people so you know like white people aren't racist it's like okay it doesn't matter who the fuck is being racist like and then so the second yeah. thing that really annoys me is that I feel like, you know, the, the focus should be on the behavior, you know, and on mm. the actions, I yeah. think, rather than who is necessarily doing the actions. Yeah. On you the killing. Like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like on the fact that people are being killed, not on yeah. the fact of like, right, Oh, this person was like black or this person was white or something. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, we should look at what type of like, what is it in our system? What is it in our culture that leads to these killings to happen? Rather than just saying, like, like putting it, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of like putting the blame on the individual, then you know, in a way. So it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, like, how every time a fucking mass shooting happens, you know, no. No. and they're always like, "Oh, this is an isolated incident. There's nothing we could have done." Oh. It's not like, oh, you know, no. like the NRA, like, like <laughs> pushing <laughs> ads down everyone's throat, and has their own fucking network television and all this stuff. Like, oh. oh yeah, that's completely unrelated. It's the individual. So I feel like that type of attitude of also being like, "Oh, it, well, it was a black person that did this." It's like, okay, well, like, let's look at the culture. Let's look at the system. Problems within our society, you know, putting the onus on just like, oh, it was this individual or, you know, this group of people that did it. It's like mm-hmm. you're kind of trying to like say, like, oh, it's a non issue in the greater society. It's
0: isolated, which it's not, you know? So, oh my God. <clears throat> <That's frustrating>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, gun sales <sighs> increased at the start of COVID because oh. people feared for their lives. And oh, I God. have. I actually have a, uh, oh my God, my hair. I have a <laughs> yeah, colleague. <I'm> like, <laughs> Girl, like <laughs> trying to pull it's out so our so hair straight. and strut. I <laughs> have a colleague. She basically, long story short, was like, oh, she used to love Edgar Allan Poe, discovered he was a racist. But mm-hmm. she's kind of saying, like, black people in the US and POC people, I guess, are kind of mm-hmm. described either in monstrous or this, like, exotic terms. And mm-hmm. so, you know, every time there is a, like black let, let's just call it black incident. That'll be like, mm. oh, he was so big and monstrous. Like you he was twelve. Like what mm. are you talking about? Yeah. Um and then Asian people like they're so petite. Oh, they didn't speak English well. It's like we've been here for like a a years little baby. <laughs> yeah, like- yeah.
1: Yeah. Speaking of um stereotypes, because yeah. like I think one thing that I was really surprised about when like Uh, when I was talking about a lot of this with my family is that Mm. a lot of them didn't realize like what kind of stereotypes were in Hollywood about like, you know, the butterfly woman and stuff like that, Mm, you know, yeah, like they didn't know about this type of like fetishization of like Asian women and them being weak and submissive and, you know, all that type of stuff. And to me, I felt very obvious, but one thing Mm. that I really liked is I saw that Samantha B., who I, I had watched her show before. I used to watch it like all the time, like every,
0: yeah,
1: every week, but (laughs) like not recently. Um, But anyway, she had like uploaded some clips to her YouTube. that Kind of like did a nice little summary of like some of the stereotypes of Asians within Hollywood. So I think that uh, for anyone, any viewers who are not really familiar with that, (laughs) I think that might be a good like intro into it because I don't know I just I really I really like that she had done that and she kind of like put it together because you know I hadn't realized that it was something that people didn't really know about because it's such a part of like not only my education but also both of our lived experiences right So, so it was kind of interesting like oh yeah okay good I'm glad that she's like you know educating people
0: and I'm actually pretty I think one 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 of the last things I'll mention is that I think we've just grown up in such a like a scarcity mentality in terms of when we watch media as a kid because if you if you saw an Asian person no matter if you know they were in like a scene for 30 seconds or if they played a very stereotypical role it, it uh, you know even if it fazes us we still watch it cuz we're like oh my god there's an asian person um mm-hmm. and you know like Brenda Song's character and like I think Emily mentioned it when we talked about uh it on her episode um you know she was on the disney channel she played a very dumb heiress like i didn't love her character but i loved her the fact that she was on it so i watched it mm-hmm. but though sometimes he did play it to stereotypes mm-hmm. and i think that's that you know that make it's it says it all like we were so conditioned to just like accept it and i had a friend here quote-unquote friend and i thought she was mm-hmm. so chill and we went out obviously before covid before mm-hmm. the pandemic <laughs> times and she was like oh let me like slant my eyelid just like you and i was like first of all bitch i have a double eyelid okay just calm down yeah. second i just could not believe that she said that but then mm-hmm. my next instinct was to just like accept it like you know it's it's fine it's not like, i mean you're not getting shot it's fine and i was like no <gasps> this is so fucked up like that's yeah. not acceptable like mm-hmm. But then, like, what what other insults can you like insult with white people? Like, there are no like racial insults for white people. What are you gonna say? Oh, you look ugly. Like, no, that's something you can say to everyone. <laughs> like, there, you know, there aren't these insults. So, yeah, I still I think the only about one I that. Hear is, like their food is bland. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> food's got no spice. Yeah, that's that's true your food is bland (laughs) that would be an interesting comeback so she she was like I'm gonna slam my eyes like you and you're like well your food's bland bland.
0: I actually I'm working on my anger issues but I want I want to punch your face basically (laughs) I hope you're listening because I want to punch your face for being racist anyways moving on
1: yeah. Speaking actually, well, speaking of um, single double eyelids, one of my friends pointed out the other day when we were watching a Chinese drama that yeah. actually a lot of people who have single eyelids end up playing villains in dramas. <gasps> so I was like, oh, Wait? that's kind of interesting. Like, I mean, I don't know how big the sample size is. I guess it's just based <laughs> on her own experience. <laughs> so no, we haven't put this uh, <laughs> this to the test, but I thought that was kind of an interesting comment to too. Very interesting. That, you know. Yeah, because I mean, and these are like Chinese dramas made in China. So it's not yeah. like, you know, Hollywood perspective or anything. But mm. it is interesting to also think about like the double standards within Asia and like, you know, beauty standards in Asia that may right. have been linked to like Western uh, beauty ideals as well. So just something to think about, you know? <laughs> and it
0: was created by, as I mentioned, as I quoted back in episode one of um um Beauty and Love, the double eyelid thing was cre mm-hmm. I mean, okay, like let's I didn't get surgery. I, I do naturally have one. I'm not I'm not trying yeah. to show off or anything like <laughs> that. Adrian has one too. Just anyways. Um yeah, was invented by surgery. a white doctor who tried to make quote unquote like prostitutes prettier. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I I
1: don't know. I personally think that I don't know. Not that anybody needs my approval, but I think that you know, single, <laughs> single eyelids are quite beautiful too. So. Yeah, I, 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 think,
0: I mean, their their eyes. I think I think all eyes are gorgeous. And like the the girl from Parasite, the sister. I forgot mm-hmm. her name. Jess, is it Jessica? And the mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Jessica. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She has she has a monolid, and actually, she was in a drama recently where she's a makeup artist with the monolid, and she tries to accentuate the monolid. I was like. I love this I Mm. I love her in general she's I think she's our age as well but um Mm. you know being natural is fine or do surgery whatever you want you know it really is fine. just be
1: happy don't be racist and be happy